Hey guys, this is Selena Sky here, and in this episode, I'm actually going to tell you about my 10-day detox. I'm going to tell you about the why, the when, the where, the who, the hows, and all of that. So, by understanding why I did the 10-day detox, you should really listen to my trip to Medellin and the truth about what I did in Medellin, Colombia, because that sort of spurred on the detox and it spurred me on to clean my body and to go through a total cleanse. So the night before my detox began, (laughs) I went to my favorite Mexican place in Cali, Colombia, and I bought two burritos. And then I went next door to this place called Cook and I bought baked yuca and baked potatoes and I took them back to where I was staying and I gorged. (laughs) I was having the meal of my life. I mean, it was absolutely delicious. I was so into it, you know, just tucking in and getting those potatoes in my mouth and then like that sweet yuca and then just biting into this chunky, burrito full of veggies, beans, rice, all of the good stuff. (laughs) So that was my last meal. That was the meal that I thought would leave me satisfied for the 10 days. And it actually did. I mean, I don't regret having that. A lot of people who do detox, they have small portions, you know, on the days leading up to their detox just to get their body into it. But I don't know. I mean, I dive into any challenge anyhow. So I wasn't too worried about my portion sizes at all, clearly. (laughs) All right. So day one, I was in Cali, Colombia. And this is funny because the detox actually started in Colombia and ended in Ecuador. (laughs) I crossed the border on the detox. It's insane. But this is how I wanted it. So it wasn't too hard going without food for a day. We've all done it before when we've been hungover, when we've been sad, when we've been late. We've all not eaten for a day at least. So day one wasn't too bad. I didn't get any hunger pangs. I was able to walk. I had energy and I actually walked some pretty long distances that day as well. So I left Cali and I went to a colonial city in Colombia called Popayan, south of Cali. So I took the whole journey. That journey was four hours or something like that. And I was all good, you know, walking from the terminal to the hostel and it was fine, no problems. Day two, I woke up feeling thirsty and not hungry. And the problem is that that didn't last the whole day. So I explored Popayan in the morning and Popayan isn't that interesting. It's a colonial city and all the buildings are white. That's about it. I don't know how much more boring it can get, really. I mean, it's very calm and it's peaceful, it's safe or whatever, but that's dead. You can see it in a few hours, to be honest. So I stayed the night. So I left in the afternoon after exploring the whole of Popayan. And just bear in mind, I always have water on me. I've got a water bottle and it's always filled up with a little bit of lime as well. But when I was walking from the hostel I stayed at in Popayan to the bus terminal, I started to feel it. And I walked the 20 minutes from the hostel to the bus terminal with my backpack. And my backpack only weighs 10 kilos. Usually I don't get tired of walking, but after about 10 minutes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm yawning because I'm lying in bed. This is day 11, by the way, I'm recording on. So I'm still a little bit exhausted. But anyway, 
after walking, usually I don't get tired. I mean, I can walk for days, literally days. But I don't know, that day, after walking about 10 minutes from the hostel to the bus terminal, I was very, very conscious of how tired I was. And I was very eager to finish walking. So I got to the bus terminal, bought my ticket and yeah, just sat on the bus really. I mean, I had water, I had lime, so that was good. The bus journey was six hours through the Andes, the mountains of Colombia, but it was six hours. And actually it was a good thing that I was sitting and the bus seats, they reclined back. So I was quite comfortable drinking lime water looking out at these breathtaking views, I mean, stunning views, seriously. Raw mountains, green, orange trees everywhere. And we were so high, the moon was so big, it's, it was almost like we could touch the moon. And this lady on the bus who was sitting next to me, she kept on saying, oh, la luna, la luna, because it was just so close. It was so real that we were just next to it. It was insane. It was really, really spectacular. It was an incredible journey. And the best thing is, I didn't feel any hunger pangs or anything like that on the bus. Only when we stopped for a little break, then I felt hunger pangs because I got off the bus and I took a little walk to stretch my legs and I felt it a bit. But when I was back on the bus in my seat that reclined back, I had my book. I was reading Chinua Echebe is no longer at ease. The pains went straight away. And I think it was just because I was distracted. So I arrived in Pasto and I just went straight to my hotel, straight to sleep. That's day two. Day three four are pretty much the same. I more or less locked myself up in my room, in my hotel. I just had no energy and I would feel the hunger pangs. Not too often, it was only temporary, but I felt hunger pangs for about 45 minutes in a day combined. And when I felt the hunger pangs, you know, I'd have a sip to drink and then I would lick a bit of lime. And I know that sounds a bit weird, but that's that actually helped more than drinking something. You know, I guess it's the flavor of lime or the citrus or whatever it is, but that killed everything. So I stayed in bed for day three and day four. I walked, the only time I got up was to walk a little bit around the neighborhood that I was staying in in Pasto, which was downtown. So it was kind of cool to walk around there and to buy some water. I bought a six liter bottle of water, which went in two days. So that's how much I drank in two days. Not loads, I know, but that's how much I drank in two days. Day five, I crossed the border to Ecuador. And I don't know how I did it, you know, because day three and day four, I was a total ghost of myself. I was just in bed. When I went out for a little stroll or to buy water, I was like a walking corpse. But I have to keep on moving anyway. So it was time to cross the border to Ecuador. And I woke up early. I remember drinking some water in the morning and then I went out because I went for a little shop in Pasto because things are cheaper in Colombia and I needed some shoes since I left my trainers, which are sneakers, somewhere in Salento, somewhere in the middle of Colombia. So I needed some shoes because I only had sandals. I needed some t-shirts because all of mine were totally ruined. And I needed some headphones. So yes, pretty basic shopping. But I woke up, walked around, bought some stuff. 
and then brought it back to the hotel, repacked my bags, and then I left to cross the border. So the whole journey was estimated to take about five, six hours. Okay, I got to the border, I took all of the local buses to get there, I went the total local way. And when I got to the border, I went to Colombia's immigration. I stood in line. It wasn't a long line, but I was somewhere at the back of the line. And their system was down. This is when I started to feel nauseous. <laughs> Not because the system was down, even though that is highly frustrating. But I was just standing there for about 40 minutes. I had my water, but it was really difficult. And this is on the Colombian side. So this is the first immigration office. And crossing borders, that's something that takes hours sometimes. So I was just standing there waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally... The system was back up and the line moved really swiftly. Got to the guy, got my passport, exit stamp, got out and then I walked. It was about a five minute walk, but I think I did it in 10 minutes because I was so exhausted, so tired and I was feeling dizzy at this point as well. So I walked to the Ecuadorian immigration entry office. Oh, of course there's another line. There was a line outside, the line inside. I waited and waited and it was in the Ecuadorian immigration office that I started to feel faint. I really started to feel faint. I started swaying. I was bending down. I was nearly on my knees. And this is me standing in line at immigration. You know, they don't know I'm on a water fast. So if any officials were looking at me, which luckily they weren't paying attention to me, but if they were, they would have been like, what's up with this chick? She's acting a bit funny. Anyway, this took about an hour to got to the guy got my passport stamped welcome to ecuador okay so i got out of the immigration office and there were taxis taxis were offering journey to the bus terminal that i needed to go to because i needed to go to ibarra and ibarra is about three hours four hours from from the border it's sort of the second major city so the taxis were offering three dollars to the terminal but I knew that the locals weren't doing the taxi, so I was like kind of searching for what the locals were doing and the locals got into a little collective bus. So I got into the collective bus and paid 75 cents, went to the terminal. That was great. The terminal is in Ipiales and then got to the terminal again, waiting in line to buy my ticket to Ibarra. Oh, this line was crazy. And it was also the first time I saw an argument in South America. For the whole time in South America, I never saw an argument. But yeah, whatever. There was an argument at the front. Probably someone pushed in, someone was in a hurry, something like that. And we actually had to wait a really long time, which is really annoying because the way they do things is pretty disorganized, let me say at this particular station anyway. So anyway, I got my ticket. It was $3, which is, I think, quite cheap for a four-hour bus journey. Waited for the bus. It was so comfortable. I've never been on such a comfortable bus before in any country. In England, we have Megabus, Eurolines. In America, you've got the Greyhound. But 
I never had such a comfortable bus journey as I had then. The seats were so comfortable, cushioned so well. The recline went back perfectly. It was so, so good. Also a spectacular journey, but by then I think I was too exhausted to really take anything in. The bus journey took three to four hours and then I arrived in Ibarra. It was great to arrive in Ibarra because I was actually staying with some friends who were hosting me, a couple, actually a family, so a couple and their children, and they were also hosting two other travellers, one traveller who's from Slovenia in Europe, and she's kick-ass chick, she's travelling with her van across South America, and she's already been in Colombia for one year and Ecuador for five months, and then I met a Russian girl who had been in Colombia for five months, and now she's in Ecuador for two months so far, and she's also travelling South America, so it was great to be staying with them, they picked me up from the bus terminal, and it was just great to be with people who are good vibes (laughs) they were all kind of the slovenian girls were all vegan the family that was hosting us they're vegetarian the children who are only sort of like eight or 11 years old they're also vegetarian they're artists they're teachers they're yogis (laughs) i was in the right place (laughs) to finish my detox and this was day five i arrived i arrived at night so day six i took it easy i stayed inside I stayed indoors. I was so thankful to be around people who understood. They'd done water detoxes, they'd done other things. I mean, right now, the Slovenian girl and the dad of the family, they're on a 12-day meditation retreat. So they totally were supportive. Day six, I really stayed indoors. Day seven, we went out to the mountains and the lake and the volcano. And there was a hike. It was a five-hour hike and I attempted it. I did attempt it and I could only do one hour out of the five hours. They continued and it was absolutely stunning. If you check my Instagram, I did post up pictures and on my website as well. Absolutely gorgeous. I could only do one hour, but I think that was a great achievement. (laughs) And then we came back and then on day seven, chilled out again. On day eight, I went with them to the town centre, to Ibarra Town Centre. Ibarra Town Centre is pretty cute, you know, not much going through it for it. It's just really normal. People doing normal things, normal daily life. There's a market, there's loads of restaurants, there's, there's everything. There's just not any tourists, which actually it's pretty cool because it's really... It's not really a touristy place, I'd say, in the town centre. Apart from the sights to see, if you're an outdoor adventurer, the hikes and the volcanoes. But other than that, no, it's nice as it is. So for the next two days, I just chilled out. I did yoga. And there was one point in the yoga session which I felt like I was going to faint again. We were doing headstands, bridges, all the poses, everything really. And I did it. I was surprised at myself that I did the whole thing because every time I planned to do something like the hikes or yoga or go to the town, I always said to them, okay, I'll try. And if I can't do the whole thing, then I'll turn back. But all the time I've tried, I've really pushed myself. And yeah, I did the whole yoga session, which was great. And yeah, it crept up to day 10. Day 10 was a Wednesday. So I started it on the Monday the week before in Cali, Colombia. And I ended it on a Wednesday in Ibarra, in Ecuador. (laughs) Actually, I actually ended it in Quito because 
In the afternoon on Wednesday, Eva and Lucas, they were going to their meditation retreat in Santo Domingo, which is kind of close to Quito, it's on the way. So they dropped me off around a junction where I could take a bus to Quito. So we left around 12 o'clock from Ibarra and they dropped me off, let's say, around 3 o'clock at some junction outside of Quito where I could get the buses into Quito. The journey from the junction where they dropped me off to Quito, I took three local buses and I was walking to transfer for some buses on an overpass or on the motorway or whatnot. I mean, that was a journey in itself, I must say. <laughs> three buses. It took me about three hours to get back into Quito, into where I was staying. And I'm currently in Quito. This is just the day after. I'm staying in the historical center. Now, that day yesterday when I was journeying, I felt it. But you know what kept me going? The fact that I'd made it 10 days and it was my last day and I had water and I was going to a new place. So I had all of this excitement, all of this motivation, all of this momentum that it didn't really bother me that I hadn't eaten and that I was moving around so much. And this is something that I want to say. Most people that do the water detox, they usually either take time off work or isolate themselves, make sure that they're resting all the time. And rightly so. I would love to have been resting all the time, but I'm a traveler and I'm traveling the world and I do need to keep on moving. If I need to go to a new city, if I plan to cross the border, go to a new country, that's what I need to be doing. So I was pretty active during my water fast, which... I don't necessarily advise it to people because, like I said, I did feel faint a couple of times. And this feeling of faint could have resulted in me fainting if it wasn't for me having some water or just, you know, telling myself, come on, do not faint, do not faint, Selena. You're in immigration. <laughs> don't you dare faint. Stuff like that. They would have thought, because I was coming from Colombia, they would have thought I had probably cocaine sewed into my stomach and it exploded or something like that. So, you know, I had these <laughs> motivations not to faint. But most people do rest and I would advise people to stay rested. Or if you do have, let's say, a job where you're sitting down, that's cool because you have a distraction and at least you're sitting down resting. I mean, I'll honestly say the best I felt was when I was sitting down or lying down and the worst I felt was when I was moving around. I just always wanted to sit down again. What I think I'm going to do going forward is I'm going to do these water cleanses or these citrus cleanses in particular five days before I leave a country and five days into entering a new country like I did. I just feel fantastic. I mean, afterwards, you do feel like you've achieved something. Your body feels fantastic. You feel more flexible, more mobile. I looked at myself in the mirror today and I realized that my skin's clear already. I've already got clear skin, but I feel like I look younger, a lot younger. And actually, I already looked younger, but people now are asking me if I'm around 20, 19. <laughs> and that's great. <laughs> it's a great feeling to feel younger. I also feel like I look fitter. And there's nothing that boosts your confidence more than looking fitter. One thing that I must say though today, I did eat because it's day 11. I'm off the water detox. I did eat. And as soon as I got home, I just curled up in a ball and went to bed. And I'm currently still lying in bed. The reason I curled up in bed is because 
one of the things I ate gave me the most explosive diarrhea I've had in a long, long time. And I know, sorry, it's so disgusting. I'm sorry, but I was sitting on the toilet just going for it. All I ate was a few bits of broccoli, little bit of rice and a cauliflower or two. But nah, <laughs> my body did not like it. I'm not sure whether it was because it wasn't cooked well, because actually it wasn't tasty, or it was because my body just wasn't ready for food like that. But yeah, that's what happened to me when I got back. And then I was walking around the old center of keto today, and there was a point where I started to feel like I was going to fall or something. I didn't feel faint. I was just dizzy and just tired, like really exhausted from walking. So at this point, I wasn't even at my hotel, but I was a few blocks away, but I didn't even know I was a few blocks away until I saw the place. I was outside this Hare Krishna yoga center called Govinda's, and they also sell vegetarian and vegan food. So I walked in because I felt like I needed energy. Got this tofu skewer. I got a vegan empanada for tomorrow, but I broke it open and it's only got rice in it. And I, I'm not really a fan of rice, so I don't think I'll eat it. And I got this tofu thing and I walked back to my hotel. And I ate it and I finally feel better. There's no more explosive diarrhea. I feel like I've got a bit more energy. I drank some water. Hmm, feeling better. Tonight, I am going out <laughs> with someone and we're going to have a few drinks. Now, what I'm worried about is if I have a sip of wine, am I just going to fall to the floor drunk <laughs> or just be blabbering tipsy? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. But yeah, guys, anyway, this is my review of my water detox. If you would like to see the before and after pictures of the detox, the day one picture to the day 10 picture of my water detox, then head over to my website. And if you type in, in the search bar water fast or water detox, or if you just search on the first page, it will be there. The password is detox, D-E-T-O-X, cell, C-E-L. So the password is detox, cell. And there you can see me in my underwear, <laughs> um, front, back, to the side on day one, and the same thing on day 10. I am totally in my underwear, which is why I've actually password protected it. But since you've taken the time to listen to the podcast, to understand why I did it, to listen to my journey, I think that you deserve to actually see the outcome and see what it has done to my body. There is a slight transformation there. Uh, just let me know if you can see it. Also comment as well. Comment below and let me know. Let me know if you see it. Let me know if you have any questions and I will answer you as soon as possible. So head over to my website and the password is detox, D-E-T-O-X, cell. The title is Water Fast Detoxing My Body. All right, guys. Well, that's it. And yeah, I hope you join me on the next podcast. And remember to check out the podcast on Medellin. That will explain absolutely everything.